Good morning, everyone. This is Kevin and your three cocktail questions and commentary on Game of Thrones, uh, Season 7, Episode 5, uh, North Watch. Now, I'm adding in additional information on how Cersei will portray everybody because we have new information in front of us. Uh, some of the stuff that you'll, you will hear in the from the previous post will change, but the overall theme is still the same. Cersei is still going to betray everybody. And it starts this process with Arya and Sansa having a conversation. Uh... Ken Napsok over there at Daily Thrones, a great channel, has once again stated that Arya is the Batman of Westeros and has simply stated, why don't we just kill the lords that are against you? You and John, right? I don't know why they're all upset now. And Sansa simply explains that, look, um, one of them has 2,000 guys from the Vale. Another one has 500. And that's basically the bulk of John's army. You've got the rest of the lords there, so let's just keep the math really simple and really tight. Let's just say that there are 3,000 men left in the north after the Battle of the Bastards between the Free Folk, the very small houses, and um, in the Vale. We have 3,000. We're just going to keep the math very simple. And it's a very loose alliance anyways. Uh, Littlefinger has been doing his best to spread dissent amongst them all now that John's out of the way. Uh, so he can start to begin to move in. Arya is not political. She sees that these are clearly enemies. She should We should take their heads and rock and roll. Uh, Sansa and, and her have this conversation. But the number is important because the only real standing army left is still the combination of the Lannister-Tully army, which, if we keep the math simple, even after... Um, uh, the devastation that Drogon just did would be about 15,000 guys and the cell swords uh, from the Golden Company that are going to come across based on how the book will play it out, play itself out. But we'll keep the math simple. We'll make another 15,000 guys. So that's 30,000 men under Lannister control. That is the biggest part of what army could be done with the combination of defense of the wall, three dragons and 33,000 guys you now have a chance against this Night King. You have a chance. John is now going to, they've now come up with a plan to bring a white back to Cersei to, uh, for a cessation of hostilities. Um, Danny has seen that John is somehow connected uh, to her Targaryen line, doesn't know how that works yet, and is starting to fall for the guy. So it's going to be a much easier sell for her to, to help him out, but not directly yet. She's still, she's still not quite on the fence, but she's leaning more towards John. But now we get to Cersei, and Cersei now actually comes out and says, we need to fight like how Dad used to fight. Okay, I'm, not, I'm sitting on Dad's throne. We need to figure out to fight like he fought. And he did it with some subterfuge and timing. And the timing of all this is John will bring back somebody. We're going to lose maybe, you know, seven, eight guys up north uh, during that encounter in John's SEAL team. Uh, they're going to get wiped out. They would have served their purpose, and they'll go. We're probably still going to get the Hound back. We're going to get John back. Hopefully we get at least Tormund and, and um, Gundry back, because Gundry can, can forge um, uh, Valerian Steel. But... Uh, and uh, Tormund needs to hook up with Brienne at least once. That, that's in my heart anyways. I hope that happens. But the rest of the guys are gone, right? They're, they're out of here. They're going to be sacrificed. Uh, Benjamin will probably show up to save the day there, but we're beginning to digress. But they're going to come back. They're going to bring back this white, maybe two, to say Valerian still kills him. Poof. Dragonglass kills him. Poof. Y'all need to stop fighting. We need to concentrate our forces, bring everybody we can up to the wall, 
and get this done. We have them pinned at um, um, Eastwatch, and they're rolling across around the river, around the sea. He's freezing the sea. He's walking around the wall. He hasn't figured out how. He hasn't taken down the wall yet. That's what we're going to get into next. How he takes down the wall. And finally, um, Cersei will agree to all that, just like I've said before. And as they're going up, and as things begin to get start getting hot, uh, Cersei's going to pull back all the res- all the uh, all the help. She's not going to send the armies at all. In fact, she's just going to simply reinforce her positions and put Kyburn to work on how to deal with the uh, White Walkers in the first place, which will lead us back to Sam and the Maesters, and uh, and go from there. But in the end, Cersei is going to betray everybody. And now that it's been revealed that Cersei is pregnant, she has uh, a real need to win now. She's not just going to lie down and die. And that's when Jamie may or may not betray her. Thanks. And uh, commentary, and today we're going to talk about how Cersei is going to betray everybody. Let me explain. A brief recap. Uh, John and Danny have finally met at Dragonstone. Danny has met... Danny has agreed to give away the dragon glass to John. John, through teleportation or mermen or jetpacks, whoever you want to classify it, is going to send the dragon glass up north, and they're going to start getting this thing manufactured right away. Sam will probably be up there shortly, too, to show them how to assemble the dragon glass into weapons, because he'll bring books up there with them. More on that later. But at some point, uh, John's going to reach out to Cersei to say, we need your army, and she's going to say, give me proof. Don't know if he's going to do it face-to-face yet or not, but that conversation has to happen. So John's going to assemble John Team 6 or John Team 12, because the books say 12 guys, and they're going to ride past the wall to either kill the Night King outright and cut off the head to take out the and the, uh, the body will fall away, or to capture a White or a White Walker. And that's when the show, the show will show us probably a giant, an undead giant, because we saw one uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, with the Night King, or maybe like bears or wolves or you know other scary you know, northern creatures that are undead. They'll they'll go into that fight with them. The team will begin to lose. Danny will fly in with the dragons at the last minute, burn a bunch of whites and white walkers, uh, creating a gap for them to leave. But the Night King will take out one of the dragons, so the Night King will have uh, one of the dragons, uh, and which could also then lead to the prophecy of Bran will fly again because Bran is actually the Night King. We'll get into a little more of that later. We're starting to, you know, go off track. But then John's going to bring back the white. They'll probably keep it in the dragon pits in King's Landing because that's probably the safest place to keep an undead. Uh, they'll do various tests in front of everybody to show that, yeah, it actually is dead. And the only thing to kill it is either dragon glass or uh, Valerian steel. Maybe they bring back a couple to demonstrate each one, each, each form. And then Cersei will then say, you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I agree with you. We need to cease all hostility until this is all said and done. Uh, we're gonna—I I swear to you, as the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms, you can have the Lannister army and the Tully army. Uh, guys, get there and start making your preparations. And that's when Cersei says, "All of my enemies are in one place: the the White Walkers. Every person here who hates me will be up north. I'm not sending any support, none. And when that call comes." She won't. That will devastate the north. That allows the Night King to bring down the wall with no resistance. And now Plan B can work because there was not enough men up north to do this. Cersei has screwed everybody. 
Why would she do this, though? What, what puts it into Cersei's brain to do this? It's because she has seen prophecy happen in front of her with the White Walkers. You can argue that Cersei has had a tragic life and a tragic chain of events that maybe some crazy lady in a swamp, Maggie the Frog, has, has laid out. If you look at it in the most broadest of terms, yeah, your kids are going to die. That happens. Yeah, they're, they're shattered in gold. Well, that's how nobility would die, right? Younger women will come and, come and go in your life. That happens. All of that can be dismissed. But the moment she sees a White Walker, she knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that prophecy is real because the long night is here again. And this is what sets Cersei off to um, betray everyone and set things up so that she can kill everyone because we're all supposed to die. She will have finally snapped and lost it. Jamie and her will have a big fight. Uh, Jamie will reveal that um, uh, Tyrion did not poison. They'll have a big fight over that. Jamie will leave and um, either kill her then or head up to the Night's Watch to join uh, Tyr- uh, Tyrion and uh, the North to help defend. But at the end of the day, Cersei's going to betray everybody. She's going to screw them all. They may have had a shot with the Tully and the Lannister army. They may have had a shot. Three dragons and uh, all of those guys and the wall. But not anymore. Cersei betrays everyone and sets up plan B. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Uh, Kevin Ross here with your three cocktail questions and commentary. I'm adding to the commentary here on uh, Bran's plan B because with Arya taking out all the frays in the Riverland. Arya has now created a wedge for the Night King to come down south. Let's take a look at the map. Let's take a look at the board. What you have is a devastated army of wildlings and very few Nightwatch left up north. You had the frays, as dysfunctional a family as that was, they controlled the center in the Riverlands. You have the only army left uh, up north, which is the Vale and Littlefinger, but those aren't, with, uh, with the Wildlings, the Northmen, and the Veilmen, you don't have enough guys to stop the Night King by themselves. The Freys are in complete disarray, and the Lannisters are trying to rally forces to stop an invading army from the south. Their forces are split. The Night King has a complete end run down through the center of the country and into King's Landing, where most of the population is. And that's why what Bran has seen in the future, and that's why Bran's plan B is to blow up King's Landing with the White Walkers and the Night King in it. Remember that Tyrion did explain this to Danny, that to the Mad King had uh, not only wildfire put into the most important buildings around King's Landing, but at the thoroughfares and the bridges. That's where people cross the street. Those are the streets of King's Landing. Why would you put those there? Why wouldn't you just simply have them in, in larger structures around? The, the, the result would still be the same, except they're almost like mines. Okay, The wildfire barrels are almost like mines. And they'll be set off in a continuous chain, either through the dragons or with a direct shot with a, with a torch. Probably dragons. Because we see a dragon flying overhead. 
but that could be another shot altogether once he approaches Cersei to surrender. In any case, the Night King has a complete, once he gets around the wall at, uh, at the next few episodes and comes down and brings the wall down, there's no army to stop him from coming south. It's over. The only plan left is Bran's plan B. Thanks, everyone. This has been uh, Kevin Ross. I'm reposting this with this commentary. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends about the channel, uh, and please share this uh, hypothesis with every, all your friends. Thanks. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is Kevin Ross again with your three cocktail early dinner question and comment. Yesterday, on my friend Ken Knapsack's uh, channel here, uh, Daily Thrones, where he talks about uh, Game of Thrones, I proposed kind of a crazy question, kind of a theory, which was, if uh, Bran is a time traveler, that theory's kind of been out there, but I suspect, I suspect that Bran is like Merlin, and Merlin's superpower, his magic power, was to be the original Benjamin Buttons. He knew everything in the future and aged backwards. And so I proposed to Ken, Mr. Knapsack, that Bran taught the Mad King how to make wildfire as a plan B to lure the White Walkers into King's Landing and destroy all the White Walkers while sacrificing King's Landing uh, to the White Walkers. But you're saying, Kevin, that's crazy. That's the entire population of King's Landing. Not necessarily. Let me explain. See, because Bran is this, this time travel, which has been speculated by other people, I'm not the original one to make that up, but they stop at Bran the Builder. Bran builds the wall. I believe Bran is Bran the Builder, and he builds the wall. But because he is a time traveler, I can see all aspects of his particular timeline. He sees that the wall will not hold back the White Walkers, and so Bran needs a plan B. Plan B is... He learns to manufacture the wildfire from the children of the forest, brings that to the proper time time perspective uh, in our in our time period to the Mad King, who manufactures all the wildfire and has Targaryens build out the 50 miles of tunnels underneath King's Landing. And I propose that what's going to happen is the population and the warriors are going to lure the White Walkers into King's Landing. The population and then the warriors will escape into the tunnels and the dragons will detonate the wildfire around King's Landing, perhaps sacrificing the city, but destroying most, if not all, of the White Walkers. This is Bran's Plan B. Give me a call. Tell me what you think. Uh, let's discuss. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon.